do an intro, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Abby, your everyday mermaid, and this is my mergal pal and you were listening to the everyday mermaid podcast <gasps> we're back ba- oh wait one second yeah that's right okay <laughs> sorry i was checking the audio because that's how long it's been we are back in the studio friends i can't believe it can you believe it no i can't believe our it. state is currently in phase two which means that restaurants are at 50 percent capacity and we can gather in rooms at 10 or less yes and we are we are two individuals here, merfolk, just living our best lives at the moment. Um, we haven't seen each other physically. Not since you gave me the recording equipment. Which was, I don't know, months yeah, ago. It was, it was contactless. So it was yeah. beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been the beginning of April because that's when our school like officially shut down yes and we you know if y'all listened we did do a few remote podcasts with corny mermaid felicia with fins we got to meet tracy hines i mean that was a great time for sure but i gotta say being here together in paris no (laughs) no in Paris. Yeah, I I think they they must have like watched some actor do like mm-hmm. do it and they drew it the way the actress did it and well, I don't know. Scene in Anastasia in which she reads her is what we are referencing okay but as far as the mermaid world is is considered let me like so much has happened global pandemic yes uh yes that kills the virus apparently um murder hornets um Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah. We get West Nile. Yeah. And Abby posted today, and she's like, anybody have West Nile virus on their bingo card? (laughs) (laughs) I should not have read that at work. I laughed out loud. Well, what's even crazier is they're like, it's in three neighborhoods in East Nashville, Nashville. One here, one here, and then one literally at the intersection that we live in in Nashville. I was like, "Oh God!" So I went and got my um, organic uh, pest repellent stuff, uh, and um, hopefully we, you know, that would suck. You know, dryer, dryer sheets and all the pockets. Oh, dryer sheets. Okay. I mean, I'll do whatever. Oh, okay. My goodness. There was something else other than the um, giant civil rights movement that we will talk about in a moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will we? 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and we will share them. And we hope that you will listen with open ears. Um, no. What is the, the meme that's been going around where it's, um, is it Paul Rudd in, in the car? And he's like, so what's been happening? And then the guy's like, oh, <laughs> World War Three almost started. And yeah. It was a little pandemic. It's fine. Everything's fine. It is interesting. You know, 2020 has shaped up to be a very, um, what's the word? I, I want to be like, you know, I, I, I feel like I have grown and transitioned into a whole new being, you know? I mean, basically, if you'd have said five years ago, what was it going to be five years? <laughs> this ain't it. No, this is not what I would have thought. Did you find that you? want to be where the people are no that that still hasn't changed (laughs) honestly lauren like once i figured out a good oh Oh, hi theodore that's a squid oh i'm sorry a squid (laughs) and once i like finally got a routine of like staying home i kind of like it and i mean i like you coming over to my house Mm -hmm. but honestly like i really don't like to go places and and socialize brendan discovered Oh, that's his name, by the way. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Um, I'm built for this. (laughs) I watch more television than should ever be legal. What did you watch? Oh, what did we watch? Um, Oh, gosh. Um, Tiger King. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) I think we talked about that, though. Yeah, but I never posted that episode because I was depressed. Right. Um, I was depressed, friends. I wonder why. <laughs> what an idea. Um, so, yes, we watched, uh, definitely watched Tiger King because that was some just beautiful trash television. So good. I loved it so much. Yeah. I did a puzzle in that time. Um, <laughs> I found the piece. Oh my gosh. The piece of that tree. Where was it? It's a 2,000, 2,000 pieces, y'all. 2,000 pieces I got at Walmart. And it's Disney villains. And it's like beautiful. And I finished the whole the whole puzzle in part of Ursula's hand, and I'm so mad. <laughs> Except at the same time, it's a Disney villains puzzle, villains that I got from Walmart. Of course, it's missing a piece. So I tore the couch apart. I tore the lock apart. I tore everything up there apart. No piece. One month later, <laughs> I put on my cardigan. I put my hands inside said cardigan. <gasps> oh my gosh. So not only did I find the piece, come to find out that piece has gone through more laundry. I was wondering, did you wash your, your cardigan? Not, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's never going to fit. Yeah, well, you at least you've solved the mystery. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so angry. I finally hit the second and I like stop. I was talking to boyfriend and I stopped dead in my tracks dead sentence like speech and he's like oh my god what's wrong and i turn around i have that piece up and he you know like falls to the floor he's laughing so hard and i'm anyway oh my gosh fire king that was great yeah um a really good documentary called um jiro drinks sushi if you've never watched it so i for some reason always thought it was on the same car as like harold and tomorrow go to white castle i don't know why i thought it was like satire and comedy and 
It's not. Oh. It's about this guy who has been making sushi since he was nine years old. Uh, and he has a three Michelin stars for his restaurant that only has 10 seats and starts at $300 per plate. Oh, my gosh. And is inside of a Tokyo subway station. What? Huh. Three Michelin stars. That sounds fascinating. Oh, we watched. It was so good. And so we watched that. It was really, really good. Okay. Um, oh, we watched Ozark. Yep. It was actually something I had never planned on watching, which I don't tend to like. Television shows about drugs just because they bore me, not for Yeah, reason. you said you weren't going to watch it. I, I wasn't. Turns out it's not really. You what? Yeah, it's really not. It's really not about yeah. drugs. It's really about the people. And yeah. Nathan Bateman. So amazing. good. Laura Linney. So good. So amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we finished that and like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and to decompress from that, we started Parks and Rec. Okay, good. Um, which I have seen episodes of. I've just never, like, watched it all the way through. Yeah. I've also started She-Ra. Oh. Because people kept talking about it. Okay. That's pretty cute. That's okay. Really cute. Um, oh, and since uh, Boyfriend is out of town right now, I am binge-watching all the Jane Austen I can get. <laughs> I love it. We we watched the other day. We watched Aquaman. I had not seen Aquaman. Oh. Um, I haven't watched that either. So pretty. And Nicole was in that too. And um, and, and, and it was good. But the underwater, I was like, please, God, please don't let the Little Mermaid be like this because it's under, it's, it's all filmed like yeah, they CGI their hair to look like it's flowing, but they're actually, I don't know. We got to work on it a little bit, friends. We, we got to work on it. So I'm oh, hoping. TikTok. Really yes. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. Like they created a brand new technology just for Meredith's hair. I know. I really think we'll, I got to like, I, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Speaking of the live action Little Mermaid and speaking of a black Ariel, we should probably discuss what's going on right now. What are your thoughts and feelings about it? And we can really connect it with the mermaid community here in a second. We'll, we'll tie it all together for you. Um, I don't think anyone is going to be surprised by my opinions on it. And that is very simply that black lives matter. Yeah. Um, no one, not a single person has ever said your life doesn't matter. Right. Your life isn't in danger right now. Lord have mercy. Is yeah. it? <laughs> no, it's not. Yep. And the systematic oppression of uh, black people, specifically in America, has gone on for hundreds of years. And they are very tired of it. Yeah. Um, I am, because of the job that I do, um, she's a teacher. I'm a teacher. Um, it is extremely important that I remain healthy, as healthy as I absolutely possibly can, because we are currently only open right now to, uh, the families of essential employees. And if I get sick, then one of them gets sick. And if one of them gets sick, then it's possible for hundreds of other people to get sick. Yeah. Um, so I have not been able to participate in, in the protests 
um, which have been remarkably useful here in Nashville. Um, and so I have donated money to the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and they are fantastic, and that is their whole point. That's what they're doing is to help end the systematic oppression of Black people in America. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really all there is to it. It's, it's, it's not a difficult concept. Yeah. Grasp. And I think people tend to make it more complicated than it needs to be. It's not. At the end of the day, my job as a white person is to be the best ally I, I can be. And that is to dedicate my time and my brain to being a better ally. Um, so I'm going to be reading and I'm going to be teaching and I'm going to be giving money to this movement um, because it's, it's past time. Yeah. I think uh, I was raised in a very southern, very small mm-hmm. southern town. And when I moved to the big city, <laughs> uh, I kept I, I started asking myself, why like why do I feel these feelings towards black people because I started actually having friends that were black like I didn't really have friends that were black when I grew up it was I went to a very it was 50 50 white and black um public school but they were separate they and and in in my mind um and I remember you know, people like all these, um, just all these crazy things about black people, like they're scared of dogs and they don't swim. And, um, you know, black men are to be feared. Um, yeah, that type of thing was very prevalent and just in my mind. And I have been that white girl in the elevator clutching her purse when I'm alone with a black man. Like I have been that girl and, it has this movement, not just now. I mean, it's been like many, it's in the past 10 years. I feel like I've changed a lot in this area. But I mean, my grandmother was a little concerned when we had a black man in our wedding party. <laughs> she was wondering why we had a colored person in our wedding party. And so, you know, that's just where I come from. And so I I had to like seriously unlearn these things that, the word just that was what was that's what it was i feel like even now you know i'm i'm learning like so much uh right now and it's um important and um you know i i am finally realizing that like just being white is, is a privilege and honestly like i just i would not be here where we are right now, if I was black, yeah. I I would not. Yeah. And I mean, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I just think that it's important for us as white people to look inside ourselves and realize how privileged we are, and to use that privilege to be an ally to the black community. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think that especially my southern white friends like I just we can't say that all lives matter because when you break a bone the doctor doesn't say well all bones matter (laughs) we fix the bone that's broken so I just I (laughs) um 
Yeah, I just think that we all need to realize that racism is real and it's something that truly was, I learned these things somehow, I, you know, somehow these things were taught to me growing up and we got to unlearn this stuff and help a, help our friends out here because it's crazy. And especially, I don't know, I think a lot of it in the mermaid community when I joined the mermaid community and I was in theater and stuff. So, I mean, you know, like pride and um, LGBTQ, like all that stuff was around, but I'm actually, you know, like friends with these people. Like we are so like close friends with LGBTQ. Did I say that? LGBTQ. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I'm actually friends with these people. And so like my growing up in the Southern town, you know, I was like, these you know, it was these people are bad. You don't associate yourselves with these people. And I'm like, but these people are my friends, and they're actually really great people. And I don't understand why I f- why I'm supposed to think this way. Like, yeah. learn unlearning these things is so important. And I'm glad that we're finally having these conversations because I don't know who's listening out there, but it's okay to to have been wrong it's okay to have made these mistakes and once you what is the maya angelou um it's you learn uh, if you know better oh, wait go ahead all i've got going through my head is the lines of pacific um you have to be carefully thought to hate and fear people yes it's true these aren't things that you just you're born with yeah, these aren't thoughts that you're children are not inherently racist they're not they're taught to be yeah so i read a oh. really really good post on facebook actually this morning and um it's a gentleman whose course name i'm not going to remember because i'm terrible and didn't um save the post but sure um he he was cast in the uh hyperion theater in frozen oh i read that yeah oh did you oh, i did so good right so um, good and so he was talking about like um, he he is black, and it had not occurred to him that until this role that he was cast in every role he had up until being cast as uh, maybe Hans Hans at the Frozen Live at the Hyperion Theater um, had been based on his, the color of his skin. He would only be cast because he was black. Yeah, and he was reminded of that again and again and again. And then he got cast as Hans. Um, who obviously in the movie Frozen is white. Um, and when he kind of went to the casting director about it to like thank her, he's like, You're talented and amazing. That's why I cast you. Yeah. And then of course a new director came in and squashed all of it and was a terrible person and HR needs to do a better job. That is your job. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt some emotions. Like that. <laughs> they talked about going to these cast parties and, you know, like, well, if we can have a black, black Hans, why can't we have a white Tiana? Oh, for the love oh, of Oh, Lord. <laughs> mm. So, I'm going to tell you why we can't have a white Tiana. Tell us, Lauren. I will tell you. Okay, so, um, uh, Frozen, the original, uh, the original story is The Snow Queen, and it's by Hans Christian Andersen, who was, in fact, Danish. And, of course, in the time that it was written, probably not a whole lot of black people in Danish land. <laughs> in Denmark. <laughs> and, however, if you read the story, or you even watch the film, 
the color of their skin doesn't inform their story at all. Happen to be white because they're in Denmark, in a fictional place called Arendelle. But probably also in Denmark. The same thing with the Little Mermaid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tiana, if you watch the movie, and you should, her entire story, <laughs> entire story is informed by the fact that she is a black woman. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, like, she literally gets into her mama's, no, no, her mama doesn't have a car. Nope. They get onto the, the trolley <laughs> to go to the other side of the tracks from her <clears throat> friend Charlotte's house who lives in a giant mansion with her daddy that can buy the newspaper with a giant wad of cash to their side of town where the shanties are. And all, like, where clearly all the black people are. So clearly, red line, New Orleans. Clearly, red line New Orleans. If you don't know what redlining is, look it up. Educate yourself right now. <laughs> you're not having a conversation until you do. How dare you? Red line New Orleans. <laughs> she has to go to back to her part of town, literally her part of town, and she has to struggle the rest of her life just to get to the same place that her friend Tiana can get. Charlotte. Charlotte. Love Charlotte. But Charlotte can buy that building by tapping her daddy on the shoulder. Tiana works every single day of her life multiple jobs. That's why you cannot have a white Tiana, because her entire story is informed by the fact that she's a black woman. Hello? <laughs> and case closed. Thank you, Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That was the monologue I had with myself in the mirror. I love I love that monologue and I, I think it is important to hear. White people especially. White folk. So anyway, <clears throat> the moral yes. of the story is merfolk for black lives. Yes. So our dear friend, um, Shay Monique. Shay Monique, who is the head of the Society of Fat Mermaids, um, really brought this to my attention, but she has created something specifically for the mermaid community, and um, we will link the YouTube video that she made uh, in this description of this uh, podcast and video version if you're watching. But um, So Mermaid Shay Monique is an incredible mermaid and i feel like i've learned so much from her just like in general but we had her on the podcast talking about the society of fat mermaids and um she was amazing and when we sat down to dinner after the podcast or before after, after we well, yeah we went to cracker barrel mm, i do love their cinnamon apples um so we went and had dinner and I felt like I wanted to record the, like the whole conversation we had because she was talking about growing up as a black little girl and um, it, it, it's just stuff that I can't I I cannot imagine going through and she went through it yeah. and it's apparently the case for a lot of black children and I had no idea. 
So um, definitely check out Mermaid Shay Monique, but she's created, um, it's called Hashtag Merfolk for Black Lives. And um, what she's asking you to do if you're a mermaid is not only to um, spread awareness for the Black Lives Matter movement, but also to educate yourself and somehow figure out a way like what is your why like why do you care about this movement why are you an ally how are you using your white privilege to you know benefit the movement and so it really challenged me and I really had to sit and think because I feel like I definitely grew up in a racist mentality uh unawaring I I wasn't aware of it but um, and so like I had it in my story, but I was like, I want to, I want to be like, I want it to be more. I want it to be not about me and my story. But I want it to be about them. And like, I don't know. So I ended up doing some research and um, I found an interesting, some interesting statistics about um, black people. Cause I was wondering, I was like, why are there so few black mermaids or oh, there's way more white mermaids than black mermaids. I feel like in the mermaid community specifically. And I was like, why is that? And then, so I started, I started Googling and researching and I'm like, pools just in general and black people, there has been a huge, there's a huge rage, racial tension with specifically with pools. I wonder why. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And because of, because of all of that, um, Black children are three times, they are more drownings, um, three times more likely to drown if you're a black child as opposed to a white child. And I'm like, this is not okay. And I mean, 70% of black people don't know how to swim, period. Um, when I think with white people, it's like a 48%, 50%. It's, it's less um again <laughs> and it's because it's a huge story and i i tried to sum it up in my instagram post today but um it had to do with um when they ended up desegregating the pools the public pools and black people and white people could swim together the white people ended up not showing up to these public pools and building their own private clubs or you know residential pools or whatever and so these public pools ended up not getting funded or like when they need to be replaced they just don't and so black people don't have access to pools as as much as white people do what kind of privileges like i the fact that i can go to a pool like that is a privilege yes it's a huge problem and I'm not okay with it and so that's kind of been my I, I feel like it does tie into the mermaid community because that's probably why there aren't as many black mermaids as white mermaids because they don't know how to swim so I've been um doing my best it's not that they don't know how to swim they have pre been prevented they've been prevented systematically oppressed into to learn how to swim yeah yes yeah. yes um so kind of going on a bit um, I found a post that I'm so thrilled by, and it's called um, Anti-Racist Literature. Oh, yes, do tell. I'll, I'll share some of the books because it's rather a long list, and um, <laughs> if you're listening to us, do your research. Um, I am a teacher, but I uh, teach preschoolers, um, so I expect fully grown adults, 
to look into things themselves. So I shall also give you some topics. Anyway, or some books to look at. And so this is the starter, we'll, the we'll link kit. the yes. kit. We will. Um, this is the starter kit. Um, white Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism yeah. by Robin D'Angelo. And So You Want to Talk About Race by... I'm so sorry. Idioma Uluo. Yep. I'm hoping that's right. And sure. this intermediate kit includes The Burning House uh, by, oh gosh, Anders Walker. And also How to Be Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi. Uh, my mother is reading this. <gasps> Love it. Um, topic specific lit. Uh, poverty and housing. Mm, that's good. Did. It's by Matthew Matthew Desmond. Mm -hmm. um, if you want one about education, colonialism, and ahistoricism, Lies My Teacher Told Me by James Lowe. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because we ain't perfect. I know I'm not. Um, let's see. Segregation, Housing, Discrimination, and Redlining, The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. And then Biographies, Nonfiction, Novels, Personal Narratives, uh, this is currently on my shelf, The Coming by Michelle Obama. Oh. <laughs> uh, read that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that woman is my idol. She's pretty great. She's amazing. Um, and The Warmth of Other Sins by Isabel Wilkerson. So they're just, those are just some options. I have one to add. Oh, please do. About the swimming. It's called Contested Waters, A Social History of Swimming Pools in America. The original post is a Twitter post um, by Victoria Alexander. Uh, it's very popular right now, and it's literally just pictures of books in their different categories. And we'll link it for you yes. in the description. And um, as far as donations are concerned, where can people donate? Obviously, the Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, yeah. Um, there's uh there's a bunch of lists I'm reading off here, but this is uh there's the George George Floyd Memorial Fund. Um there is the Bail Project. I will link this list for you as well. So we'll have a lot of resources for you so that you don't have any excuse not to yeah. <laughs> participate. Um but yeah. Yep. And you know who else supports Black Lives Matter? <laughs> Jody Benson, Jody. the voice of the Little Mermaid. She supports Black Lives I'm Matter. I'm not gonna lie, that actually was it surprising. Pleasantly mm -hmm. surprised, surprised mm -hmm. with me, but I'm thrilled. Love one another as yourself. That's kind of, I believe, her approach. Yeah. Um, so yes, so even Jody Benson supports Black Lives Matter, friends. Go, Jody. Do what Jody does. We, we were talking about her on the way up the stairs, and I was like, I know that she's really upset that her daughter's first year in college has been like really squashed, but deep down, Jody is thrilled. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think she's happy yeah. to have. Have her, her girl home for show, for show. Yes, yes. So we hope, Jody. We hope you're having a great time in in quarantine or um, phase whatever you might yeah. be in. <laughs> Not sure where what phase you're in, but yes, friends. Black Lives Matter. They just do.
<laughs> oh, yeah. Happy people don't kill their husbands. They just don't. <laughs> so from the words of Reese Witherspoon, we shall end this podcast. Thank you to everybody uh, that listens. You can go to patreon.com slash everydaymermaid to get this ep- our episodes a day early. Thank you so much for listening, and we will... See you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye, mermaids. Bye.